this is probably the paranoia talking. I feel compelled to say that in general. I'm, you want to you want to mention I'm Margaret's not, name one more time? In general, I'm not obsessed with with like jam the man down with Whitey. That's not my thing. I'm like I hope I hope that last little portion of the of the conversation didn't didn't come off. Hello, sweet friends, and welcome to the Vandal Trong Curious World Podcast. You know, uh, here's a random thought. Well, maybe it's not so random uh, for all those out there that read comic books. Why is Alfred still working for Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne, he's a billionaire, and he's a grown-ass man. What? Now, I know Alfred, you know, took a vow after Bruce's uh, parents died. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert. And, you know, so he's devoted to him. But, you know, Bruce, you know, he's a millionaire. He's not clean and shit. He's, he's just getting new stuff. I mean, this, this, now, if they're homies, what... I mean, he's he's an old ass man who has to wear a tuxedo all the time, you know. I mean, hook the dude up, get get him, uh, you know, a, a house in, in in downtown Gotham, and you know, hook him up with some sports cars or something, you know. But you know, I I mean, to I guess Alfred could lighten up, I suppose. I mean, every time Bruce Wayne comes back or Batman, excuse me, Batman comes back. He was all bruised and battered, and Alfred gives him a look, and he goes, you know, just gives him shit. And Bruce, sure, Bruce is like, yeah, man, yeah, I'm, I'm beat up. I'm protecting Gotham. This shit is, this shit is not easy. So you can take your tuxedo and, you know, whatever, your fucking white gloves, and go make me a sandwich. Yeah, you know what, Alfred? I want to eat a swordfish sandwich. Well, you better get your ass on a fucking boat. Because I'm fucking Bruce Wayne, bitch. Anyway, today's episode is a special one. Uh, you get a two for one. My guests today are the lovely, the beautiful, the talented, the hilarious Jessica Dukes and Aishi Brooks. They're so sweet, so kind, so funny, and insightful. I mean, we talk about... Uh, you know, introspection and life and talk about, you know, the current music and how awful it is. And, uh, you know, I don't, you know, we talk a little bit about music. I mean, uh, current TV. I, I don't watch that much uh, network television, but they do. And they were kind of inundating me on uh, <coughs> on some um, 
some political shit that's going down, some racial shit that's going down on network TV. Anyway, you'll have to stay tuned for that. Um, without further delay, my lovely conversation with Jessica and Aishi. ago or maybe as in, even as recent as like five or six years ago um, like career and things like that don't really matter that much to me anymore I, I just kind of focus on like, like happiness right now which is kind of bizarre because I never really did that before um, so that's what I kind of do you know and I kind of and it and because I, 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 I've done that it really has uh, informed you know, the way I communicate with people and the way I communicate with, you know, friends who are artists and, you know, you really kind of see different people and the way they behave in like a different kind of lens, you know? Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I guess in a nutshell, I, I was really about like pushing forward with my career and just like, okay, I have to do this, I have to do that. And, you know, when things were bad, they were like I, I really took them personal, and they were really bad. And when things were good, they really weren't that good for me. You know, I just because I just felt like, okay, in my mind, I was thinking like, okay, now what do I have to do? I don't, you know, I have to keep the train moving. And then you know, one day I just kind of said, I, I don't, I don't want to get you know the the whole idea of the train is stupid, so I just got off. <laughs> so I just kind of started doing like other things. To, you know, to, like, make me happy, you know, just, like, it, for instance, like, instead of, like, working on, like, a film project on the weekend, I'll go on a hike, you know, things like that, which, you know, seemed, like, really stupid and, um, you know, a waste of time, you know, the person I was, you know, before, but now, I just really feel like, you know, if you're not happy, then it's really gonna inform everything you do, you're not just know the art that you create or you know how you communicate but even how you interact with people and you know your even your own health so that's i guess in a kind of roundabout way what i've been kind of up to i'm intrigued so what was the catalyst for this change and then is is this change based on any certain philosophy uh i think it's a uh um like a snowball effect. It was just like, you know, like I said, I was just, you know, right around, the, you know, when I, I, the last time you saw me when I left LA and I came back and I said, you know, I'm going to come back to New York and I'm going to go, you know, full guns blazing. And, and, and I did for a while, for a couple of years, I, I was going like very hard and I was, you know, I was in a couple place in New York and I made, um, a couple of short films. And then, like I said, I, you know, I, I was, I was at these like festivals and I was just like, man, I really don't give a shit. It just hit me. I was like, I, I don't give a fuck what I'm, yep. why, why am I here? And I was like, why am I working so hard? Who gives a shit? And then it, I became this person who I try. I was like, I was almost like putting myself, painting myself in a corner where I was like, I don't want to be the person that defines themselves only as, you know, this thing, right? Whether like you're a writer or you drive a, a sports car. 
but <laughs> but yeah. my whole but my whole existence was only these things. So I was just like I, I was just I was uh, I was creating a, 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 an existence of self loathing basically, and I caught myself and I was like, whoa, I, I really don't like this because the the highs and the lows were so extreme and they didn't but they both kind of felt like really crappy to me. So I started changing. I started lo like looking into other things and I didn't realize that's what I was doing, but I realized that and also too, like the people that I was attracting and people I was around and I, I don't know, it just, it seemed very um, symbiotic and I just wanted to kind of get away from that. So anyway, yeah. so now, so nowadays I just kind of really, um, you know, I think about like what it means to, to be fulfilled and happy and you know it's 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 work it's every day because you know I'll be at like I'll be at the bank you know and, and you know somebody will just cut me in line and that old voice will be like motherfucker did you just do that I'm gonna fucking kill you then but I have to I have to like step back and say well wait a minute if I strangle this person what's the point like who cares like it's just Maybe this person's more you know, like in a rush, or maybe this person is a jerk. Eh, eh, it's not that big of a deal to me right now, but I still think yeah. about it. It's funny that you say that because I feel like you know I've been doing that too for a while. Strangling um, people at the bank? No, um, not well. No, not strangling people at the bank. <laughs> not that portion of it, but the portion that you're talking about, which is you know if. Time allows. If time allows, um, you know, I've just been more about checking my attitude and and having the thought of, you know, like sometimes, like why, like who would do that? You know, that's my thing. Is like, after what the fuck? I can't believe you just. It's always like who would do that? And then I find that I will actually start thinking about like who would do that, and my mind will go to places like, well, I guess somebody who just got, like, the most awful news ever, or who's so stressed, they're so distracted, they don't even see how they're treating people. Maybe somebody who um, is under the gun. I'm not going to lie, you know, as a creative person, sometimes I also think, ooh, what if somebody's holding somebody hostage, and that's why they're in this rush. I mean, I'll think all kinds of crazy things, but the conclusion is always, I don't really know what inspired you to do that, but then, like you... You know, the conclusion being strangling them is not going to improve their day, and it's really not going to improve mine or anybody else's. Well, you know what I mean? Like, so well, I, I would imagine, well, you, you guys have the, the added pre the, uh, uh, coal in the fire of you guys, you know, like, are con you have to deal with the L.A. freeway. I would for me, I, I think I would just go, like, I would constantly be having, having to, like, calm myself down from going nuts. Oh, oh, actually, hang on, let the time out. So for people listening, just so, because they're listening a couple different voices, please introduce yourself so then that way they can match the name with the voice. Does that make sense? This is, this is Jessica Dukes not realizing we were live already. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Oh, and this, this is Aisha, and um, I'm introducing in uh, certain fashion. You can do whatever you want, but I just, like, if, you know, for people listening, they, just so they'll know, like, I'll do an intro, 
but for so they can match the name with the with the voice. Uh, okay. It sounds happy. It was Aishi. It sounds. <laughs> it's probably me. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. So you guys were so we were talking about the uh, we were talking about traffic. Well, I was just gonna say like the. I, I feel like this attitude of mine was born in the crucible of the LA freeway. Um, you know, a few years ago, I had this really ridiculous commute where I had to go from. Uh, the valley out to LAX. Um, for people who don't live in Los Angeles, um, that's like the equivalent of really effing far. Oh, you can swear. This is this is adult rated. It's like driving to work in a valet parking lot. Like you're just not moving. Like the 405, aka, is kind of the parking lot because you really just kind of go there to park your car. <laughs> and move it up just every few minutes. So, you know, and I was, I was, I was stressed and frustrated and angry every day by the time I got to work. <laughs> and then, and that would have, and then, as you say, snowball effect, uh, it, it would sort of set my attitude for the day. And after a certain, you know, amount of time, it was just like, it was depressing, actually. It got, it got to be depressing. And I was like, like, is this all there is? Is this all there is to life? You know, I'm just breathing to death, sitting on the 405, breathing to death. And eventually, you know, um, the, the long story short of it, or just to tie it into what you were saying, which is eventually it just sort of led to what I realized needed to be an attitude change on my part. And then snowball effect that attitude change led to another and another and another until um you know I I just like I said I do feel like I'm in this place where uh I I feel like things like oh the career um and the the quote-unquote the things that I imagined I'd always do in life or with life that was so important, you know, because I've been dreaming of, of them all this, all this time. It just really came to a point where, and I'm not, like, give up on your dreams way. I'm not, I'm not advocating that, but just more of these, these things aren't the things that are going to make me happy. Um, the, you know, the things that are happiness are other things. And, and, and just sort of having the perspective of realizing what those things are and using more energy and putting more energy into those things that really do make me happy rather than the energy into the things that I just always imagined would, would make me happy. So, yeah. Do you think, uh, I mean, I guess you have to go through life and you have to go through the, you know, the, the, the ups and downs to really come to that realization. I mean, I, I can't imagine somebody who's, you know, in their mid-twenties, who's like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, life's a piece of, you know, I, I'm going to take it one day at a time, that's fine, right? Well, no, that, that's, I think that's the, the thing of age, it's, it, the, all of this is apropos, but, like, me and Aishi, we were at our favorite haunt, uh, this place called The Fit, and I'll have a couple of uh, well-deserved cocktails, and there was this dude there, right, who was, what I would 
call offensively boring. <laughs> like, he was just sitting there. He wasn't just, like, not friendly. And to this, it's very much sort of like, it's our regal beagle. Everybody <laughs> kind of each other. Everybody, um, I don't know how much your audience needs to Google that. But, yep, that's how it is. You know, but, you know, so it's like, it's one of those places where we go. And, and this guy was, like, by himself. He was by himself. He was not interacting really with the bartender or anyone, you know, on the, on both sides of him. He was barely even watching the TV, the TV that had, um, you know, some movie playing. And, and it was, like, kind of, and like, for people who sit on the bar, that's a different kind of experience yeah. that you're wanting as opposed to, like, if you're sitting by yourself in the corner drinking alone. Yes, that 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 was that was what was. So Wait a minute. About it was. Wait, was he was he at least like surveying his environment? No, no, he was he was really his whole his whole demeanor was I'm either sitting in a corner or at home having a drink. I, I but it's like and that I think that's what caught my my eye. I'm like this this energy does not line up. You're in a social place. Um, to have a cocktail, which theoretically, uh, you know, relaxes you, loosens you up, loosens you up, and makes you more social. And everything about him was like closed, closed, closed. This entrance is closed. This exit is closed. And and it was like you're offensively boring because I can't even sit over here. Just like I didn't even notice you because you're not doing anything. I'm like you're noticeable. You're 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 sucking the eye over because you were so awkwardly anti-social in this social place. And do you think he was, was waiting? Like, do, you, do you think do he was? That, you think he was waiting for somebody? Well, no, that all that's that's not what happened. But but it was it was kind of making me angry, strangely. And, and the anger was because I'm like, you're, you're, he was actually an energy suck. I mean, that was the thing. It was like you're so boring. You're actually sucking the energy out from around you. Yeah, so, and but I did that thing that I was saying. Like, initially, I was like, and I was, I was, I was almost obsessed with, how can you sit there being so offensively boring in a social environment? And I started thinking about it, and I was like, okay, I could just dismiss him, because I don't know him, and I don't care. Um, and, and, it shouldn't, and it shouldn't be this important to me. But, you know, uh, number one, being notorious for talking to strangers, and uh, assuaging my own curiosity, I decided just to, I was like, I'm going to test him, I'm just going to see, so I just hit him up, I was, you know, like, I'm like, you know, like, basically, like, how's it going? And all of a sudden, he just, a moment ago, been like the most closed off, like, just has the most closed off energy you ever wanted in your life. Like, no eye contact, no nothing, just sitting there, drinking his lonely drink in the loneliest way that anybody could possibly imagine. And then the next thing me and Aishi know, he's just, he's pouring out his late 20s, self-loathing, uh, you know, play that tiny violin story. And I'm not saying that to, like, in a, oh, like this D-bag. I'm saying that in a, like, like, there was something else going on with him, something totally else that I couldn't imagine because I don't know him. And if I hadn't just sort of taken the chance to sort of see, like, what is up with this guy? What are you about? And I did. I thought he was going to be all snoopy about it and just be like, 
um, okay, and then go back to being offensively boring. But he didn't. He, like, actually just sort of, you know, chatted me and Aichi up for the whole rest of the night. And 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 the, the sort of the byproduct was, you know, me and Aichi figuring out that's like, Oh, he's in his late 20s, self-loathing age. Like, he's coming up on the realization that all his success in career or whatever that he thought was going to make him happy isn't actually making him happy, and he doesn't have anything else to show for it. He doesn't know what to do with himself, and he kind of hates himself. You know? But but, but hang on, hang on. But uh, that's interesting, though, because if he truly truly was self-loathing, why was he doing it in a public place? Right. Well, it's the same thing of, if you really want to kill yourself, why write the suicide note? Right. If you don't want to kill yourself, you really, some people do, and I don't want to get into that, I'm not trying to sidetrack here, but I'm saying it's most, statistically speaking at least, you know, most suicide attempts are a cry for help. They just want someone to notice and care, and they don't think they're worthy enough to ask for it and get it. And, 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 and so that's what I'm saying. It was like his, his whole attitude and his whole energy stuff and his whole offensive boringness and bad juju or whatever you want to call it that was just rolling off of him. It, it was in huge energy waves that, you know, I couldn't understand because I don't know you. But there is sometimes, like, there really just was a reason behind it. And if you, if, you know, a lot of people dismiss everyone's behavior as, as, I don't know, as, I guess as having no reason, but sometimes, I'm just putting out there, sometimes, there really, there really is a reason behind people, people's weird-ass behaviors. Well, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing where um, someone was saying, like, usually if somebody cuts you off on the freeway or, you know, like, uh, then you were saying, like, somebody cuts you off on the bank line or whatever, then you, you're... Your first thought is, oh, they're doing it to me on purpose. Like, you know, they're, they're distinctly doing that to me. And really, it has nothing to do with you, you know. They, they are not paying attention to you at all, you know. So um, in order to kind of not get into that spiral of thinking, oh, I hate you. I'm going to, you know. How dare you. Dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 hang on. So, hang on. Now, 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 now you've left me with like a cliffhanger. So what was, yeah. how, how did you end it with this, with this, this, uh, sad, sad late twenties guy? Wait, wait, I didn't hear what he said. How did, how did the, the, the conversation end with the sad late twenties guy? Oh, uh, okay. Well, like, you know, in a nutshell, his whole thing was he grew up, um, he grew up not very wealthy with immigrant parents and he um you know went to college and he became some sort of finance person and um like he had all the stereotypical like he called me sweetie at one point it was very interesting and you know initially he thought that we were all the same age group and so he's telling the story like we're going to be super impressed that he's able to make this money but like you know in his he he at this point in time in his life is realizing I'm making all this money, I'm making this money for myself, I'm making all this money for my clients, my, my, my parents and family should be impressed because I, you know, kind of went up this ladder, which, you know, is impressive, um, but he it was not happy, and he's not happy with the people that he worked with, and he wasn't happy with 
making all this money and this the whole situation was for him making him feel insecure because he he should be happy by the standards of how you know society. Of, of society but he's not and you know so sounds, sounds like a John Hughes, sounds like a John Hughes character yeah he, he, well, he kind of <laughs> was you know he kind of he kind of was but then you all, and so like in, in picking up where she left off the conclusion really was this this is nothing that he realized so the, the conclusion really was as number one informing him that oh sweetie um, that's sweet and that's the right answer to any any woman of a certain age you want to hear that you think I'm in my late 20s just like you but I but we I, at the end I was like I gotta slap some knowledge on you because I've lived this long and I you know and so that's what I was explaining I don't even think he realized it he was using very self uh Basing wording, and that's how I figured out and just informed him. I'm like, look, it's not all that bad as you think it is. You're just going through that thing in your late 20s where you're realizing that all these things that you had plans for are no longer satisfying, and you just don't know what to do next, and it's making you self-loathing. You know, he would say, he's like, oh, I'm that guy you hate. I'm that, you know, because like I said, he was he's the guy who basically plays with the money that you put in the bank and your retirement fund. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, he, he, and, he, and he was. He, he was like, I'm that jerk. I'm that asshole. I'm that guy everybody hates. That's how he was speaking. And I think that's what was making him antisocial was you could tell from his wording that he felt no self-worth. And I feel like that he felt like he didn't deserve to be socialized with. I think he was realizing, like, if these people knew how we, like, just sort of freewheeling, then they're hard-earned. Uh, money, just gambling on making ourselves the more money, they would hate us all. We are all awful people, everybody who does this job. That's how he was talking. And I think that is why what what translated as his offensive boringness, his, anti, his strangely antisocial behavior in a social place, you know, and, and but his, his youth and inexperience was such that you know, he just didn't see it yet. And at the end of the evening, um, you know, he was like, oh, I'll give you my phone number if you can remember it and not, um, and then he would rattle it off, like, I'll help you with your finances. But, um... I stopped listening by this. But, yeah. But, anyway, so, yeah. Okay, so, wait, 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 wait. I, what, what was he drinking? What was he drinking? He was drinking, he was, he was drinking, um, he was drinking some kind of If a, if a, if a, if a, if a, if a if an affable young man 
uh, orders a like a Bud Light. What are your thoughts on that? Or do you, are you just indifferent? I, well, neither me nor I usually like beer in any way, shape, or form for the most part. Um, I have a very special place in my heart for beer, and it belongs at uh, baseball games and pool halls, and that's it. It's going to be Heine, uh, Corona with a lime, or Dos Equis, and that's it. Other than that, neither of us like beer. So we don't know anything about it, and any guy ordering any kind of beer, for the most part, not paying attention to beer. What now, you order liquor, and that's a different story. But at a bar, he can order whatever he wants, and he's ordering that. And he's ordering a, oh, and he's ordering a, uh, what is his a Bud Light. Light. Well, I would say, like, you know, stereotyping, I would be like, oh, he um, needs to save money. He's on a budget. I don't know. That's like the, the That doesn't sound like a compliment. No, the first thing I'm thinking of is Bud Light is the equivalent of, of diet beer, right? Right. And so... It, the whole unmanliness of, or of of diet sodas, that's such a feminine thing to do. Is that where you're going with this? Well, I have a friend, and she has it down to a science. And she will, oh, wow. she will like, a Bud Light for her means that you're kind of a semi-jock and you're not cultured. Uh, you know, if oh, you, okay. You know, if you get a certain, you get a certain drink and you order it a certain way, then, you know, and she's got all these tears and analysis and stuff like that, and... It's really rigid, and I don't know. I was just, I mean, I think to a degree I'm like that, and we think we all are. Um, mm-hmm. Like, say, for instance, if the guy gets a, um, a drink, you know, with that's like a, a little, that's like multicolored. Yeah, uh, a fruity little drink. Yeah. Possibly with an umbrella. Yeah. You know, here's what's funny. To a certain degree, I was just talking to our other mutual friend, Rob Beluzma about this the other day and I said to him I was like you know um we had we had another mutual friend I'm like I, I love it when this guy orders his drink because he always orders fruity drinks and to a certain degree I'm like that is the most manly thing about him which is I'm gonna stroll up in here and I'm gonna get my fruity drink and I'm gonna drink it in front of everybody and have my good time and I just don't care and to some certain degree I as far as drink profiling goes, like I said, I don't do it often, but I actually will take notice in the way and when a guy does order a free drink because there's something about it that I think is kind of the, like sort of the ultimate like masculine uh, confidence, which is I'm going to order what I want, I'm going to drink what I want, and not what society, the type of thing society says I try to need to be drinking. Um, especially me, myself, personally, being a whiskey girl, I run into, I think, a lot of dudes who sort of want to flex and, like, oh, you're having, you know, a Jameson meet. Uh, you know, like, I can do that. But really, they hate, they can't. They can't take it. They don't like straight whiskey. And it's like, just be a man and you know, order your sex on the beach if that's what you want. <laughs> you know, that, that's, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, be, just man up and get what you want. And that I will notice. I do I do like that. Like, I like guys who can just, you know, um, wear or do what they want. You know, like, you know, my dad, he's a musician and 
you know, on stage, he'll, he'll wear pink leather pants. It doesn't matter, you know. He's still manly. He doesn't care, you know. And he's from that generation where that was a thing. But he's just like, you know, I'm going to wear what I want. I'm going to, you know, uh, wear these pink leather pants. Yep. And it doesn't matter. That's a good segue, because speaking of mu- music, it's a little topic I, I wanted to ask you guys about. Why is okay. current music such dog shit? Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> the old people always think that current music is, is dog shit, but also because it is. It really, truly is. I feel like we we ran, it seems like, we run out of music and or or it seems like artists think we've run out of music um it, it really feels like there's no new creation almost anymore of of a thing and so to hear it when it's like i've already heard that beat i've already heard that sentiment i've already you know we just lived long enough where it's like i've already heard it and i've heard it better interesting is like you know we were the beginning of hip-hop right like, I mean the data like that oh, yeah what do you yeah. mean the beginning of hip-hop you make it sound like we like like cavemen the beginning of fire <laughs> well I mean there's well, some, remember there are grown people who are old enough to drink who have never lived any portion of their life without hip-hop being an established musical genre so, I know. Think, yeah. think about yeah. Think it about this. Like they, th- there are fire. there are people in bars who have never seen a music video on MTV. Yeah, yeah. They're like, what MTV used to show music videos? What's that about? <laughs> what does the M and MTV stand for? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah who is no. Carl Kanai? What did he do? <laughs> you know, my niece was uh, the other day. She was saying that she was listening to this song. And she didn't get the reference, like it's a song from the 90s or whatever. And she was, I think it was like Sugar Ray or, I don't know, like, you know, they're talking about, it was probably a fighter. And, you know, you just kind of think to yourself, oh, man, we got into that portion of the program. Where, <laughs> <laughs> where, yeah, where you don't know if somebody was even even born for a, a topic of conversation that you're having. And it's like, man. Didn't one of you go to a, a show recently, of like, of like an old school band, uh, like Boys to Men or Call Me Bad or somebody? We, we, oh, well, Tamara went, just went to see Vogue. Uh, it was in Vogue, and also Boys to Men was there, and also, hold on, there's another old school goodie. I just can't remember. In Vogue and Boys to Men were the ones I liked, so that's who I remember. Um... So she really, like, literally, what, about three, mm-hmm. three weeks ago? Like, well, me, Jessica, and Tracy, we went to go see, um... Uh, we went to go see a new kids on Block Reunion tour. We did that. That's the thing we did. I'm not ashamed. I'm Wait a minute. Do, they, I thought, is it just them? I thought they were doing, like, the, the you know, the the giant tour with NSYNC. Or is that done? No. No, it was Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys, sorry, sorry. Before, that was the tour before the tour before the tour before last. <laughs> Um, uh, or no, the tour before the tour before last, um, and they did, they did, it was called NKOTBSB, so it was, and it was New Kids in Backstreet, and I couldn't go see that one because as much as I love boy bands like a 12-year-old girl, mm-hmm. as much as I really 
to a certain degree. Both of us love boy bands to the point of, like, when America ran out, uh, we jumped over to England, and then we jumped over on K-pop and J-pop because we got to have our boy bands, man. Now, does Um, K-pop, is that still popular, or is that kind of dead? Oh, yeah. No, no, it, it, like, it had a huge surge, but it's not, it doesn't ebb and flow the same way it does here in America. Like, K-pop is forever, for real. Well, I remember it was it was kind of bubbling like a few years ago, and it took like they they had a big show in New York. I I don't know if it, I don't think it was Madison Square Garden, but it was maybe a smaller venue where they had like a a package of like you know yeah so yeah. many so many dudes with like frosted tips, and I couldn't I don't know who they were. <laughs> well, no, and that's that's the thing. Um, you know, a lot of times, especially especially in the United States, when uh, when there is a concert going to be quite a few groups, uh, usually on what we would call the same label, you know, that's how we identify, they're on the same label, and it'll it'll be a, a mix-up or mash-up of, of various super popular groups uh, doing a concert together, but I mean, I remember back in the day when we were kind of first getting into it and everything, when our favorite band at the time, I mean, yeah, they could do a Madison Square Garden, they sold out the Olympic Arena in Seoul, Korea. Wow. Sold out. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, like, it, 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 they're sort of like, in the, in the United States, boy bands kind of, they kind of, kind of flow, and then there's, they bubble, and then there's huge backlash, and then they become ridiculed and unpopular, and then... And then they try to do solo and, work, and it doesn't work out. Yeah, yes, then they do solo work, and then the next generation kind of comes up, and then it's you know, it gets ridiculous and it and it goes back down and it and it kind of you know that's why there's that that moment where it's like oh, the boy brand said has river has dried up in America again and then I like I said I sort of discovered some in in England and and that was fine for a while but England is sort of on the same track as the United States so so they dried up too and then God left the international channel I'm just flipping stations one day. And I'm watching some show, I don't know, is in Korean. So I don't know the name of it, but I see some of the greatest boy bands I've ever seen in my life. And thus began the journey into what is deliciously loved as K-pop. And eventually J-pop. What, which one is better? I don't hear too much about J-pop. Well, I like the Korean pop better, but they're kind of, they're very, very... They're very similar, but yeah, I would say that K-pop totally unlocked. Do you ever get into the uh, Korean dramas? Uh, uh, no, um, mainly because I'm not all that into even American dramas. If I, I'm sorry, if I got if I gotta go um, to a foreign drama it's gonna be a telenovela yeah telenovelas are still they're still badass yeah i mean that that that'll that'll draw me in so no i i don't i actually don't even know much about the korean drama is it like a telenovela am i missing out i i don't know i just know there's a lot of like a lot of big emotion and it's really the korean dramas are like the um the gold standard they get translated and distributed throughout asia I mean, like in Japan, it's translated, and in Vietnam and other. I mean, they 
I don't know what it is. Maybe because it's so melodramatic. That's why people mm-hmm. like it. Like the telenovela. Yeah. But I don't think in okay. Korean, I don't think in Korean soap operas, like, wigs are falling off or anything. <laughs> okay, well, um, no, I like that, you know, see, that's something that is, is news to me. What can I say? I got Koreans killing it, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, for me, the whole thing about getting into K-pop was, it, there was, it, it was, it, it was a, supply and demand like I'm like I need I need boy bands in my life and uh hoy hey what's this over here and it is like that's the thing that's wonderful which is it was so different for for at least for for me coming into it it was like this is like nothing I've ever seen you know like you were saying before it was like oh good god it was all like frosted tips and pointy clothes and it's like well yeah the the whole styling of it it seems so fresh and new you know this is like a decade ago now when we were getting into, uh, you know, first getting into uh, the, the K-pop bands and everything. But at the time, it was just like, um, like you were saying, you know, music is dog shit. And I, to me, it was more of, it's just tired. I just felt like I'm not looking and seeing anything that seems innovative to me anymore. You know, I'm like, I, you know, you see one video, I'm like, I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it. And then someone's like, no, this literally is the world premiere of this video. I'm like, but it's some guy in a big car playing up to a club and some half-naked bitches. And they're dancing, he's popping off, and then there was a grill, and then it's over. I don't know, and then somebody pours some champagne. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Somebody, and then, and then people were popping bottles, and then it was over. And I'm like, are you serious? Have I really never seen this before? And yeah, I mean, jeez. You... But I... They've been popping bottles since, like, 91. Yep. But, they, I'm sorry. They, they brought that shit right into the new millennium. People were still popping bottles post-Y2K. Post um, and, it, and it was, you know, I'm just saying, there was, there's so many, like, visually, it was so, exactly what you're saying. I'm like, oh, my God, I've seen this. I've seen this. And I've seen this, your world premiere. And I already saw this. And I saw this well, 10 years ago. Well, my 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 like my thing with my thing with music is look if you're if you're you know seventeen to twenty I don't expect you to like my music I I, I don't care you can listen to whatever you want but I, I'm just saddened by the lack of variety you know yeah. whereas in like in the nineties you had so much so much variety and you had a lot of bad music but at least you know it was kind of like fun. You know, and I think of like if yeah. you say like Sugar Ray, and I think of like Ace of Base, and then you can like, oh my god, that's so terrible. Now everything is just very cookie cutter and very singles driven, um, mm-hmm. and you know, like for instance, like when you think about acts like that were on VH1, when I think about like um, you know, like Celine Dion or Phil Collins or those acts, like what? So like people, people who are like middle aged, they don't listen to music. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have, like, people, people used to, I mean, most people, I think, have a variety of emotions, and you have a, I mean, everybody that I know, like, you know, you don't, they don't listen to just, like, you know, country music, or you just listen to, you know, hardcore rap all day. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a yeah. variety. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Well, but, I think it's also, the, the, the difference is, you know, 
the radio really anymore. And, um, and just the way that we get our, um, the, the way we're able to access music and able to access television, you know, that's so different now that it kind of, the way that, um, that those things are even available. Like, you know, so like when we were growing up, you, you get your new music either from the radio or MTV. Right? And, and, yeah, and if you, and if, you and if it if you like that act, you would go to Sam Goody or Tower Records or something. Yeah, yeah. and you go to a listening booth. <laughs> you listen to, uh, to see if you want to buy you want to buy the album because that's the only way you're gonna get the, the music. It was you like, do I just want the single or do I want the whole album? You sit in the listening booth and listen to it, or you can go. Or you bought some physical yeah. media, or you can go to Brent. Um, room in the college dorm and he had a whole trouble oh, yeah. music and you he would give you things to listen to yeah i like true story i went into college with uh zero copies of uh janet jackson what was what was that year oh no right well both there was two ones but i'll use this one separate i went into i went into college with zero copies of prince's what was that diamond and pearl mm-hmm. album and then I never bought it, and I came out of college, but I am not joking, five copies, of, 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 or five CDs of Prince's Diamonds and Pearls. Now, how did that happen? I don't know. They were everywhere. It's physical media. People had them. People loaned them. He played them on a device where you had to put the physical media into something that could play it. And, and to a certain degree, you know, there was no sort of like... Uh, What's that thing? I used to, like Spotify, this, this this legal digital sharing where it's like you don't even need physical media. You don't even all you need is a phone and a speaker. And then even if you don't listen to the radio, there'll be like recommendations. You can see what your friends are listening to, and you're like, oh hey, why can't I listen to that? And and it, it used to be this is creepy, and I, I'm glad they don't do this anymore. It used to be I'm like I can see that band just listen to that song five times in a row. What made them listen to that song five times in a row? Let me check out that song. Whoa! Then, you know, wait a minute. You you can, you can creep on people on Spotify. You used to. It, it, it doesn't do it anymore. There used to be a feed. You could have your friends feed in Spotify. There would be your, your friends feed, and then it would be like, Aishi just played this. I did. I was, wait. I did so you you can see. So you and can. If you played a song over again, it would show that you just listened to that song twelve times in a row. Oh like yeah! Fuck that. I don't know. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't want anybody knowing I listened to Time, Love, and Tenderness 12 times in a row. <laughs> well, that's the technology and um you know another thing too that's been on my mind is you know we we think about the convenience but we also and i think for a large part i think we do are aware that we give up our privacy but i don't think people really care at least right now yeah i think that right now they don't care but like there are like i look on my facebook i don't go 
on there a lot anymore, um, but I look on my Facebook and I look at the friends who are on Facebook and I realize that a lot of them um, are not, like, immediate friends. Like, so I don't really kind of post anything on Facebook because I'm like, you know what? I realize not a lot of people are aware of my humor, like the way that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, a lot of people, if I say something, they might not take it as a joke. And it'll be like, you know, this big thing on Facebook. So I just don't say anything. But it's kind of messed up that I'm even thinking about something that's supposed to be my personal page. And, you know, and the whole point of it is sharing, right? And I don't want to share it because it's still a stranger. It's still a stranger. And then I feel, then I feel bad of getting rid of these people who don't know me on there because I'm like, oh, you know, I... You know, it's a, because unfriending somebody is like stabbing them in the neck. Right. At this point, like, <laughs> right. It is. It's the equivalent of just sort of running up on and jumping, just jumping somebody unprovoked. Like, that's what it is. No, it's, it's like a drive-by at night. They're just chilling. Yes. They want to check and like, oh, you know, what's Jessica doing? Oh, shit. But she's not my friend anymore. <laughs> I have. I've been, on, on more than one occasion which really was only about, I think it was three, but still, on more than one occasion, I have, I've been, I've been post-stop, post-defriending, uh, and even to, and then, you know, when I tried to, one time when I tried to fob it off on, like, oh, well, I don't know what happened there, I didn't know, I, you know, something, hey, mechanic, technology, this is a problem, I'll just an accident, whatever, like, that person stood there, until I refriended them, like stood over my shoulder at the computer until I refriended them. What? Yes. yes. And I was like, okay. So, rule number one if you're going to unfriend somebody, make sure you don't live in the same hemisphere. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's like, like, that's the whole thing about ghosting. Like, you just, at a certain point, you just got to get ghosted. Like, but for real, you just got to get ghosted if you want to unfriend people. Um, and it yeah, is. I was thinking, like, how, how do you how do you think people like ghosted in like in like the fifties? You know how like oh. people, you know, like they would because they were so dependent on you know they were so they were analog and they were so dependent on you know calling each other and like yeah, sure. ma- making dates or like running into each other and hanging out at like their equivalent of the Regal Beagle. How they yeah. just how they just ghost? Well, in the fifties, they were they were hanging out at what Al, at Al Diner, and Al's Diner. <laughs> <Yeah, Al's> <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you went down to the soda shop. Like, you have to move. Yeah, you have to move to another, to the next small town over. Like, <laughs> uh, to, to, to get ghost on somebody or like completely change your social profile, and back then your social profile was actually your social circle of actual friends who you hang out with, you know, it's sort of like, well, uh, you know, Jenny was a good girl and head cheerleader when she was dating Biff, the head football player, but but when she wanted to get ghost, you know, she had to start hanging out with uh, the the hashers and burners. Well, you know, this is when you fake your own death. Uh, Okay, wow. I I don't have to go there. Like, sometimes you just, you know, when, when it, you're done, you're done. Well, yeah, no, I get that, but I'm saying it's like, to ghost somebody back then, when that's all you had, it's like, you actually have to change 
atmosphere of, loca- of location, uh, you know, so that there's no reason to to act to, to really see that person. Hey, when you when you want to leave a when you want to leave a social gathering like a you know party or birthday party or whatever it is, and you know it's not like you're not like the MVP like you it's a crowd so you can you can duck out. Do you say goodbye to everybody or do you just? I do. Do you duck out? I try to duck out. I always and which he never does because I say goodbye at least to the at the very least to the host. That's just how I was raised. I want to say goodbye, but I hate goodbyes anyway. I just don't like saying them. Yeah, oh, it also depends on if I'm bored out of my fucking mind <laughs> and I just have to get out now, I will bounce. So, I think that's, but I think that's okay. You know, I, I do that too. I, I, I just like... I don't, because I don't want it to be like a thing of like, oh, I'm leaving now. Oh, we should get together. Well, I don't really don't want to. So I just kind of. That's what I'm saying. I just kind of like, I just ninja out. Do you do that to friends as well? Well, it depends on the situation. Obviously, I can't do it if I'm at their house. But if we're like at a, like a, like a. I know, I've known people to do it at people's house. <laughs> I gotta like, go to the bathroom, see like, ya. Well, no, I, like, uh, you know, like, if somebody's having a gathering at their house, a party or whatever, gathering, with, you know, type of situation, and there are people there, and it'll be like, you were just talking to somebody, and then maybe, like, ten minutes later, someone's like, hey, is so-and-so here? Like, yeah, I was just talking to them ten minutes ago, and then someone else who just came in, I was like, nope, that's all, I'm getting in their car. When I came in, and you're like, "What? Think they left? They didn't say nothing." And you know, people will. They will just bounce up out of there. <laughs> um, and so that's so. I'm I'm more thinking that like, um, but you know, if, if it's a hosted event, and I and it didn't suck to me, then I will at least take the time to uh, say farewell to the host. Um, if I hate it and hate it and I got to get out of here now or I'm going to go back shit crazy and, 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 and maybe start, start you know, uh, sniping people from the corner. Then, yeah, I'll just pile up and bounce because there's nothing sincere that I can say. Yeah, I don't want to see you again. Please don't invite me to your next boring ass thing. And I didn't have a good time. So I'll just bounce. That's all I have to say. And, um, if, I, I, uh, and if I see you in the bank, I'm going to choke you. You just said that you'll you make sure that you say goodbye to the host. Yeah, I, well, I'll say goodbye to the host mostly. Like, if this is their house, then I will say it. But if it's like a bar or something like that, and I'm like, oh, it's going to take too long to get out of here and I need to leave right now, I probably won't. But, like, if it's like a birthday party at a bar, I will say goodbye to the birthday girl or boy. And then I'm out. Because otherwise, it will take another 30 to 45 minutes to leave if you say goodbye to everyone. No, she's absolutely right. It's a thing I do. Must drive people crazy. It does. Yeah, just do the, uh, just, yeah, just slip out. That way nobody, nobody knows when, when exactly you left. So you have credit. You could say you, you, you stayed there a little longer than you did. <laughs> That's true. Like, yeah, I saw that. 
depends on different people's uh, social habits and um, what was I going to say? Like, like, like social habits. I mean, um, like, like personality idiosyncrasies. Like, there are certain personalities that. So that's good. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to be brief and yet not asinine at the same time, and it's hard. So, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, well, if I make it that brief, that's just going to sound asinine. But I don't want to. I'm trying not to get into it. So I'm saying, like, me. If I, if it's, like, it's my birthday, and you bounce up out of my thing, and you didn't even say goodbye to me, I, like, I have that kind of personality, I think that's kind of rude. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about it that You much. know what I mean? Like, I, I, would, I would kind of, I, if, if I'm sober enough, I'm, I, I may not give a shit. But mostly, if I, if I notice it, I'll be like, dang, you, just, you didn't even take the time to say goodbye to me, because to me, the whole point of me having a social gathering is to see and interact with my friends and and then to sort of sneak out as though, well, not really, I mean, I'm, that's not what you're really doing, but in my mind, it's like, like, I don't know, like, you just, you left and you didn't even make a point to let's acknowledge that we've seen each other, then um, it is, you know, for me and my personality type and my socializing uh Mo, it would it would kind of be I don't want to say offensive because that might be too harsh of a word, but it would it would be it would be a little offensive, and so that's also one of the reasons why I don't do that. There's 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 a certain idea in my head of what it is to take the time to acknowledge the people that I've just seen that night, unless like I said I had a terrible time and I can't find anything good to say. It's better to just bounce. Uh, so, you know, like, that's how I think of it, and, you know, but someone, I think, there are other people, they just don't even think of it that way, you know, they just, it's, it's, and, and I think it goes down to, uh, uh, what, what always seems to come up in my life now, which is, you know, what, you know, what's your love language, you know, what's the Bible, you know, mine is, my love language is, is quality time, so, that, so, having that personal interaction is, is almost more key than the, than the hanging out part and all the middle of it. Whereas somebody who say more of a physical touch can just like slap you on the back and be like, I've done my due diligence. And they can bounce and that's just as significant to them as we're going to have to find out what Van's love language is. Wait a minute. I, I'm a little, which, which, is, which is more, um, or how do you compare the two? Somebody that you don't know quite well, but you're getting to know, you invited them to your soiree for whatever the occasion is, but you're the host, um, which is better. Um, an hour and a half into, they say, hey, look, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to head out. Or uh-huh. at some point, they go, oh, shit, where did, uh, where did Homeboy go? I don't know. I wonder when, like, I haven't seen him in a while. Which, which, is, uh, which is better? Versus the friend who doesn't take the time. No, no, no. It's <laughs> two different, same person, but different scenarios. So very oh, early on, like he, like this person, and again, it's your, it's a friend that you're getting to know. 
Yeah. Like, really early. Like, the first person to leave, like, an hour and a half in. Like, hey, you know what? I'm taking off. Or, uh-huh. or like, at some point in the night, you're like, huh, where, where's, where's, where's Bill? Where's Bill? Where is Bill? Uh, and it goes back to Bill's M.O. It's like. No, no, for Bill? you. For you personally? No, yeah, I know. I, I, well, I would think, like, I wouldn't mind, like, if I'm first getting to know Bill, and it's like yeah. an hour in, he's like, oh, you know, nice meeting you, I'm leaving, or whatever. That's kind of cool, because then at least you know, like, he's gone, or whatever. Yeah. But, and it's. You know, as opposed to, oh, the night's been I wonder what happened. a long night. I wonder what it happened to him. Am I ever going to see him again? Yeah. For, for me, for me, and my personality, MO, yeah, it is the first one. Because I'm like, if I'm just getting to know you and you do that, then I feel like that would be more enticing to, hey, and if we become really good friends, we're on that same place. Like, you'll stop by and say, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. You know, which is important to me when I really know you, that... You know, we have a, a, a moment of acknowledging having seen each other. I suppose I think of, you know, like, going back on, like, or, you know, I like to just go, like, if I can, leave, right? But I don't really necessarily, I guess, feel like, oh, that person is going to feel bad that I didn't say goodbye to them. You know what I mean? So maybe when you were saying, like, you know, oh, well, um, if, the, if places were reversed, then I'd be like, hey, wait a minute. You didn't say goodbye to me. Would you? Do you feel like that? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, okay, how about this? How about this? How are you with invites? Do you sit on them? Like, okay, so when we get invited to things, we know or we know pretty immediately if we're going to go or we're not going to go, right? So depending on who the person is, depending on what the social occasion is, we, we know pretty immediately if we're going to go. So do you, if you feel like you're, like, you're like, you're not... Okay, so obviously, if you're going to go, you immediately... You know, it's a good friend. You immediately go, like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going there. But otherwise, when there's a um, a debate, do you sit on it? Like, you know, like, like the Facebook invite. Do you check... Yeah. Do, do you check... Do you do the no or do you do the maybe? I do the maybe usually because, um, like, in general, like... For me, being social is not always a given. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like sometimes I feel like being social, and sometimes I'm just an introvert. You know? So I'll do a maybe just in case that week I feel like, hey, I'm gonna talk to people, um, which is not always the case. Um, so I'll do a maybe. Jessica. Oh. Um, it depends on the type of of event. So if it's an open ended, it's not gonna cost you any money, and then I'll then I'll and I'm just not sure. And I'll do a maybe um, if it if it's something like I'm doing a thing at my house, and you know people need to know how much food and drink and whatever to get. There's some planning that's involved, so I, I feel it's very important. Then I might do it. I'll do a maybe with an explanation. <laughs> you know, like hey, I don't know how you want to call it. Like my maybe is because. My mom's coming in town. I got to pick her up from the airport, and but you know, then I'm dropping her off at my aunt, so I have to, I don't know when I'm going to have the rest of the night free. So we'll, you know, that's why I'm saying maybe if there's a, if, if I can give an explanation that's short or something, you know, and then I'm like, hey, so that's your call. You want to buy extra food for, you know, this many maybes when this is why, 
go ahead. If you don't, then don't. But if it is like a formal event, and I am not absolutely sure in my mind that I can make it, I just say no. Because if it's kind of like, I need to let the caterers know how many chairs, how many spaces. Like, if it's something like that, where literally I don't show up and you're out like 50 bucks a plate, I would just say no, unless I absolutely know I'm going. Like, I don't want like you to try and second guess. I would just, I'll just say no, unless I absolutely know I can go. <laughs> we got all this lobster and caviar. She says she's coming. to just kind of sit on invitations if I if I just didn't feel like I like and eh, I should go it would be the right thing to do and eh, I really don't want to go I would just kind of just sit on it but now I just go I just tell I'm like you know what I I actually don't feel like going to your party and I'll I'll, I'll just say it like that like um I know you're playing um you're playing at a pianos I'm it's Friday night like, I, I'm just I, I I'm not I don't feel like going I do, yeah. I, I, I say, I say like, I said I'm probably, I, I, I said I'm not, I, well, I, I, I typically just say like, I'm not going to make it. And they, if they ask me, I'll just say like, yeah, I just don't feel like it. Yeah. Wow. That's the thing I wanted to do. Oh, wow, okay. See, I was like, no, I Well, I mean, obviously, you can take that as like, well, go fuck yourself. But I'm just like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's Friday. I'm probably going to be worn down, and that's really inconvenient right. for me. Yep. And, yeah. then, and then, like, I don't want to go somewhere where I'm going to be sour. Yeah. You know I mean, like, why put yourself in that position where you're you're messing up everybody else's good time? Yeah. But, and see, and I think here's, here's the difference. I think Aisha said something earlier where you're like, Oh, I never stopped for the thought. Oh, somebody cares whether I've come or, or left their party. They're just, they're not going to care. And and see, like, I'm a megalomaniac, though. And so I always say, like, yeah, somebody's going to care when I got there and when I left. And it's not even, it's not even because, like, because I'm so awesome. I, it's not, it's not that. But I, I think I've really bought into, you know, people always, like, oh, you have to come. It just won't be a thing without you. It just won't be a party without you. It just won't be a thing without you. You don't have to be there. Like, 
I've done that so much in my life, I think I actually believe it. I actually think that my presence is going to make a break. For <laughs> so, so, so it's sort of like, hey, everybody was staying around for the fun that is me. I'm leaving now. If you wanted to start like calling, calling the Ubers and, 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 or your mom or whoever's picking you up. <laughs> No, I mean you. It, that that's just kind of a gravitational pull of the night. Like certain people, like you know, one person will leave, and then they'll kind of cue the other person. Of like, yeah, I should probably leave too. And then it, you just start the the, the caravan. Well, that's what I'm saying. We start that, and I believe that it's because they're like, man, they're leaving. There's no reason to still be there. I'm sure. Like, like you might as well. You yeah, I'm sure. You probably have some. Like they're all thinking like, well, fuck, they're leaving. Like. You must just blow up this house. <laughs> you must just open the fridge and let all the meat spoil. Who gives a fuck anymore? Why are you still alive? You when they leave, just kill yourself. You miserable oh fuck. So wow. uh, we've come to the <laughs> part of the the show. Can you believe? I can't believe it just zipped by. Um, so. Uh, I ask guests that come on uh, two closing questions. So uh, I ask one, this number one for, for each of you. Um, if you could time travel back quantum leap style and talk to the, um, let's say the, uh, the, the, 20, the 21-year-old version of yourself, what would you say uh -huh. to that person? Oh, man, that's so hard. 21-year-old version of me. I think I would tell them um, not to stop stretching. You know, you're, you're going to lose that limberness. <laughs> <laughs> that's good advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Jessica. Yeah, you don't think you're going to lose it. You always think you're going to be agile, but it's not, that's not the case. That's not this show, by the way. What? Prof that, when you said the word profound, that's not this show. Yeah. <laughs> different show. Different show. Okay. Um, you know, sort of same thing. Like, hey, lady. Um, yeah, keep dancing. Uh, eat this, not that. <laughs> and, um, and... Honestly, I guess I think that was it. Yeah, and probably, hey, you really, you don't even buy that pack of cigarettes. Just don't do it. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be so expensive. Like, you, you don't even know what you're getting yourself into. Don't put it down. Put a cigarette down. Yeah. That, that, I think that is what I 
10-year-old me, and also the way she used being so uh, responsible. Oh. So put down the cigarettes. I don't say who it is, but I'd be like, you know what, go ahead, sleep with him, sleep with him, sleep with him now, you'll never get another chance. <laughs> So go, stop, don't stop smoking, uh, be limber, and go book wild. <laughs> that is the gist of it, my friend. Wow. You put that in a, yeah, exactly. Say nope, say nope to dope, not a good drug. <laughs> Just say no to the cigarettes. Yeah, that is, that is, that's a good, yeah, be limber. Yeah, don't smoke, be limber, go buck wild. So, uh, so now, now we're going to move from the past and come back to the, to the present. So, uh, this is what we've all kind of been driving, driving that, uh, the aforementioned train to. So right now, in this day, in, you know, in this, this era, this life, whatever you want to call it, what is happiness to you right now? Happiness to me? Um, happiness to me is, um, it's like the little things, I think. It's like, you know, going out to lunch with my family and friends, you know, and like, you know, laughing and stuff like that. Or it could also be a wonderful cocktail, sitting on the couch watching my favorite program and, which um, is with snacks. Which, um, which favorite program? Well, my favorite program? Oh, well, I have a couple. I, I can't even run them all down. But, you know, I, I you know, I have a TV obsession. What, what, like, but just name a few. Name a few? Okay, um, let's see. The Flash is, um, it's a big one, and, um, Hey, is he, is he, like, I haven't seen the show, and I'm not judging, but I heard he, like, bangs dudes all the time. And what? Is he, like, banging dudes, the Flash banging dudes all the time on the show? On the show? His character, is he, like, banging dudes? No. Oh, okay. Maybe I misread that. When you say banging, are you talking about making with the sex? Is he having sex with dudes on the show? On the show? No. Is the Flash no. gay? No. Um, I, I'm not even. I don't even know where that came from. That's so. <laughs> well, you make that shit up. What? Just throw, just throw a bucket some crazy shit. I'm like, what show is this? on BBC? Is there another <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the other Flash. <laughs> like, no, he's not, he's not banging anyone. He's, he's, he's getting denied. Oh, but, uh, okay, that's funny. Yeah, when he, when he said banging guys, I was like, oh, he's talking about Arrow. Well, but, you know, he's, he's killing people. Yeah, no, no. I'm smoking, dude. Bang, you know. Um, no, I, as a matter of fact, what? I'm like, there, I don't even think there is that show. Is there that show? I mean, like, I'm trying to think of the show that is that show where... Well, you did know, you guys ever watch Torchwood? Yes. Okay, I so I think it was the second season. He just... Dude just went nuts. and started banging male aliens. Ah, John, the John Barrowman character, yes. Um, yeah. There's no judgment. I'm just reporting right. what what I experienced when I was watching in the show. Right. Well, you know, sometimes you just need to do that. That's a character arc. Hey, mm-hmm. that's you can. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, people should be able to bang whoever they want. 
I agree. I was going to say the last time I remember uh, a, a character, it wasn't even a whole show, the character who just got the big dudes all the time was when Wayne Grady played Barney's gay brother on How I Met Your Mother. And they were both, you know, they were both, you know, Barney's big slut on that show. And then Wayne Grady was his gay brother. And he was a big slut, too. Oh. So it was like, you know, they were, they were like basically the same character, just one was gay. And so, it, you know, the, the understanding was that um, Wayne Brady, Barney's brother, you know, was running all over the place banging dudes mm-hmm. at the same rate that Barney was running all over the place banging women. They show it? <laughs> well, it's Network TV and Wayne Brady. So... Uh, not so much, even though eventually what happened, though, was Wayne Brady's character settled down and, and it caused a big rift between him and Barney because he was like, I don't even know how to relate to you if you're going to be one of those, like, settled down people, um, you know. So it was really only, like, a couple of episodes where Wayne Brady was playing a big, uh, like, two banging dudes all over the place. So there's, there's more slides, more slides that he's been showing it, so yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think the CW gets down Mm-mm. like that. It have to be like an HBO. At least on that. In the max time. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what they do on Vampire Diaries, but, uh, <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but, but on, 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 uh, like, you know, Legends of Tomorrow and Flash and stuff like that, they're not, they're not, they're not showing anything. Everything is implied. Although they do, well, yeah, they don't show anything, but on the Legends of Tomorrow, that one girl, she... No, kiss that other girl? Yeah. It, you know, they must they get more into romance. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, okay. don't, don't they know the kids today, they want it, they want, they want the stuff, they want the headlines, they want the, come on, they need to get with it. You have to get racy, you have to be... Yeah. shows i watch uh i watch um netflix well like penny dreadful which is on showtime oh yeah so they penny dreadful has like a bunch of like characters and they put them in the victorian era so they've got like frankenstein um mm-hmm. uh and they have dorian gray from the picture the you know picture of dorian gray and so he he's like he's so andro- he's kind of he's androgynous so he'll fuck anybody mm-hmm. he'll fuck like He'll fuck, he fuck, he'll fuck women, he'll fuck, there's like a, there's like a transvestite on the show, fucked him, uh, fucked, fucked a dude, uh, Josh yeah. Hartnett's on the show, tried to fuck him. Yeah, what about, what about like monsters or, or aliens or, or Well, they have Frankenstein's creature, and they've got like, like bald-headed vampires. He hasn't fucked any of them yet. Oh. 
No, the show's really good. So I watched, yeah, so there's that. Um, I, was, I watched Banshee while I was on. Um, I watched Walking Dead as far as long as I could. Then it got really kind of silly, and I stopped watching that. Um, Orphan Black? You know, I, I want to watch Orphan Black, but I, I'm so... I'm so far behind now. I, I can't. Uh, I yeah. want. I can't. I can't find season one. So. Yeah, me, me neither. Me neither. Um, I mostly watch mostly uh, network and or, or cable uh, shows because it's what I get. I, I don't get premium, and I'm too cheap to pay for premium. So all those things that everybody's so into, I don't doubt that maybe they're good shows. But they're not worth an extra, like, $15, $27 on my cable bill every month. So it's more of, like, I just don't get them. Well, you know, I also, you know, as far as the premium channel um, shows, like, I always feel like they there's a compulsion to have to, like, they're, they're like, we have to get really raw because this, you know, because it's cable and it's cable like, put all the sex in there. Let's put all these crazy situations in there just because, just yeah. because we can as opposed to, because the story follows you there, you know? So it's kind of like they're trying to be prov- provocative just because. Yeah, that, that is true. And, and the thing is, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Right. Like I find on, on this one show I like to watch on Sci-Fi Channel called Killjoys. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I, like, I was curious about that. Oh, oh and speaking yeah. of Sci-Fi, I watched Hunters. Did you guys watch that? No, I did not get to see that, no. Did you like it? I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't seen Hunters. Um, I, and it's not everything on... It's like, it's, like, weird. Like, sometimes they do really good jobs with things, like, better than you expect. And then sometimes, man, it's just, like, a Scooby-Doo monster. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a $12 effects budget. And you're like, oh, me. And you know they shot it uh, in, like, in a, uh, like, a green screen but, closet somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. And they, and they got some PA with a glow stick on the side, like, <laughs> waiting for their cue. Yeah. Um, which, hey, no disrespect to anybody who's trying and doing what they can to make their art, but, you know, sometimes sci-fi channel crap is in Sharknado without any of the goodness that people find in Sharknado. Um, but... Uh, and sometimes it's, like, weirdly questionable, like, Dark Matter one of those shows that every time I watch it, I'm like, why am I still watching this? Yeah, it looks kind of boring. And, and, and honestly, uh, honestly, I'm still watching, this is so not right, but I'm still watching it, because at, one, at some point I realized, I was like, half this cast, half, literally half of the main characters of this show are Hoppa. And that is really lost, I think, on a lot of people as somewhat monumental. Um, where I'm like, Half of these people are hot, but like you basically have this is being run by damn near not an all Asian cast, but I'm just saying it's just you know on shows like that it's, it's usually top heavy in a in another way, and I'm like no like the badass captains of the like all of the badass people on this show are hot. And that's just, I don't know, I just, I think it's cool, and I'm like, I just, I want to support that so hard, even though the show is not as good as it could be. There was a show on sci-fi, I think it was last summer, it was about, like, 
you know, angels who are like militarized. And yeah. it, it seemed it interesting. interesting. But then I. Based on that movie Legion, right? Yeah. So, and, but after like, I got into like the third show and I, I, I had that, like, that moment you just said, like, wait a minute, what the fuck am I doing here? Why am I watching yeah. this shit? Well, yeah, because sometimes it's like you want to like it and it, it overrides the fact that you don't really like it um and so that's why i keep watching dark matter because i want to like it even though i, I don't like it that much you know what great fresh off the boat yes that's a, that is an awesome show how to get my curl constance woo mad props uh telling it like it is uh eloquently but still hashtag truth um and i love that show and I think it's funny that the least interesting character is the person who the show is based on. Everybody else on the show is killing it. Just absolutely killing it. So for network television, that is most definitely one of my favorite shows. Well, yeah, the, the, uh, the mom who plays there, she's been pretty vocal about um, yeah. the Hollywood discrimination um, you know, she's, there's this new movie called The Great Wall, uh, how, yep. um, you know, Matt Damon saves all the Asians yes. on planet Earth or something, and she's like, yeah, yes. we don't need you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. I had to give my, my girl Constance Wu mad props, because, and I don't know if you've gotten to see what she wrote yet, um, but it's just, it's real, it's raw, but it's not, it's not just sort of like an angry rant. It's very well said. You know, it's, it's, it's everything it needed to be. And then at the end of the day, it's just true. Yeah, uh, 100%. So, so, yeah, so I like, um, I like, uh, I like, I like her on that show anyway. Like, I already liked her on that show. And, you know, I, I also like her as a personality. Um, she, she gets Matt props. But yeah, that would that would be an example of one of my favorite shows is uh, is Fresh Off the Boat. Um, my, one of my other favorite shows actually ended up getting canceled, so I'm sad. But uh, Ava Longoria did this show called How a Novella. How a I mean, as far as comedies go, these are these are comedies. Uh, I, even though it's about to change big time, my favorite, I guess, drama was uh, Sleepy Hollow. They're doing such great things, and then I don't know. The star of the show had to go for whatever reasons that they haven't disclosed yet, and I don't know what. Wait, the the guy with the the neatly trimmed beard's gone. No, it's just the girl Nicole Bahari. She's not gonna be on the show anymore. She's not gonna be on the show anymore. So I don't know what they're gonna do because I really don't think they that this was in the grand plan from jump. What? Why do you think she leave? Why do you think she's not on the show anymore? I don't know. That's what the thing is so crazy about it. They've been successful in keeping it hush hush. Yeah, they really have. It's like, I know, but what do you think? Well, initially, it was you know I I read things where it was saying that um, they knew that she wanted to leave. Like I think even at the, the top of the season prior, and then they convinced her to stay on for this season so they can kind of wrap it up. But it didn't. It didn't seem like they. It, like, the way that the story ran, it didn't seem like they knew in enough time, almost. No, this whole storyline was planned out 
Like, that was what was kind of cool about it. You could tell, like, they have a seven-year arc. They called it in the first episode. And they do, they're not heavy. Like, they don't just do episodes to do episodes to fulfill the 22-episode season. They have something like 17, maybe, episodes per season. And it's kind of like, this is how many we need to tell the story. This is what we're doing. We're going to tell this story. When the season's over, it's over. It's very, it's almost BBC-like in its brevity. Um, but the thing that was interesting, and this is, I'm wondering if this is kind of what, you know, led her to leave, is, like, in the season before this season, um, you know, like, the whole draw for me about <coughs> the show is, is um, you know, the interaction between the two leads, right? And so then they started kind of being more uh, driven towards uh, Ichabod's character and his wife or whatever, and then they... And then everybody's getting mad about it, so then they kind of try and draw it back to what it was originally. And then, I'm, like, I'm just wondering kind of, like, um, you know, if she felt that she was being serviced as a character, you know what I mean? If she was like, ah, you know what, this is not for me, I'm out, kind of thing. Yeah. What's she going to do that? I, I feel... gonna, like, oh, well, I think there's an opening on S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> She's a, she's the she's a she's a lead on a on a major, highly rated network show. I mean, where what yeah. what's she complaining about? Well, no, I don't think she was. Here's what I really <laughs> honestly think may have happened, and it can't play out in public this way. But this is a thing that happened, and I guess you, you, you can't afford to avoid talking about this shit these days. But really, what happened was after the first season, that it was huge, it was big. And it was on the heels of quite a few shows where, you know, basically there was a sister girl explosion, you know, it was like between Nicole Bahari and uh, whatever Olivia Pope, Carrie Washington, and I think uh, Viola Davis had just started the murder show. And it was just like, this isn't just the hugest thing. They were just what was in fashion, in television, and sisters leading the show was huge. Well, you know, it got leaked no proof, but, you know, like, basically, the network was kind of upset at that, about how, sort of, not how the white people weren't really getting any, any enough attention, and they wanted the whitey to show up, that's what they wanted to do, they want, and they wanted to make Ichabod's character bigger, they wanted to make some of the, because that was mainly it, I mean, if you watch that show, it's like, it was, um, what's his name, gosh, black dude. Uh, oh, Like, it was near the end of the first season or beginning of the second season, and you're like, hey, 
this show is very color folks heavy. Yeah, okay, cool. Like, you, but, but other than that, it's not, it, it, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing until it was a thing. And then people noticed and started saying stuff. And people were upset, I think, that, well, white people need to get more time. You know, white people, I'm not joking. Like, this, and they, they really was. Like, the, I couldn't, because I remember when I read, I'm like, the network really said this out loud. How come they don't realize you shouldn't say this out loud? Which was, well, we really want to big up the characters of Ichabod and these people. And basically what they were saying was, all these characters who are white, we need to give them more time. And so I think that's why they sort of changed the storyline. And I think what they did was some irreparable damage, which was, so it wasn't just cool when everybody loved the show, what you were doing, the way the storyline was playing out and everything that was going on, because there were black folks and or Asian folks and or Latino folks and or people of color who were the main leads of the show. Like, it just wasn't good enough. Or it, it, it was good enough, but you couldn't let good enough alone because white people weren't shining for that. And and I and so what I had, what I'm wondering, not assuming because I don't know, is if in doing that, she just got turned off to the point of you know what, just no, just no, you can't turn this back around. And yeah, when they saw this isn't working and the fans were complaining, like Aisha had said, like. They started to go, went off on this weird, you know, uh, uh, started doing heavier things that weren't what made that show work. I think when they went off and did that and the band started complaining and then they sort of tried to bring it back around, it might have just been too damn late. And she was like, I'm out. Because that's when they start, like, hearing Orlando Jones. Sorry, that's the name I couldn't think of. Orlando Jones was on and Nicole Bahari was on and John Cho uh, was on during the first and, yeah, during the first season. So I'm just saying it's, it's also possible that in their effort to, to what they thought was, well, if we engage our white audience more, the show could be even better. And then that didn't work. They may have just sort of done an irreparable damage of not being able to turn it back around for their lead. And maybe that's what, because... That's what happened. At the, that's when it happened at the beginning of season two. And if that's when, you know, she was like, up, oh, she, she wants to leave. You know, even on top of that, I think, you know, like for this season in television, um, a big thing has been like kind of, um, you know, like when on um, Castle, how they were going to get rid of um, the lead on that, you know, because they're not, they weren't getting along. And so it's just like, it's so easy to get rid of the the female leads, you know, she's probably like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to go where I can get maybe hopefully something better, better treated. But that's, that's all conjecture. I, I, like, I have no idea. But that's, it's, it, it's, a, it's such a weird-ass kind of thing that it doesn't seem like there's a, there's a deeper story to it. Wow. Oh. See? You know, you know that brings up a good point because there's just an un, there's not enough television shows with white people in there. So, these, this show really needs to spearhead that campaign to get more opportunities to white people on TV. Yes, we're getting kind of nervous about the whole situation because there has been a lot more diversity, and that's great. And I think you know it benefits everyone. 
the long run. Yeah. yeah. In the long run, yes. Yeah. And here's the thing, you know, I don't have a problem with with white people being where where white people work, you know, it's, it's not just, it's, I guess here, I think what happened with this show was, it, or this is just an example, it's happened on other, in other genres or, you know, movies or television shows as well, but, which was, um, there was a, a happenstance of, of a show just working because it worked, and, um, you know, where a lot of people have that fear, of, you know, that's what Constance Wu was talking about, like, this whole thing about money, like, if we don't have lead characters who can appeal to the masses, then it, it just won't, it just won't work, or here's an example of, it just worked because it worked, because the casting was great, and then the casting just happened to be not heavy on uh, the white side, and that became the problem when there was no problem. And, and so, I, you know, I'm saying that where I'm like, I don't know, if, if it's friends, yeah, I'll fix those people need to be white. Those are white people, man. It was a good show and it was funny and I ain't mad at them for being white. You know, if it works where it works, it's fine. But in a sort of general way, it's also boring as fuck. And, you, you know, where... It, where where it's like it's so it's so default that it's like can, sometimes your your basic storyline does become better because it's like can you add some people of color or any other diaper you know yeah it is more interesting because that character is gay or it is more interesting because that character is transgender or it is more interesting because that character is you know not white um, sometimes. It just, or this, I think at this point in time in life, in storytelling, it just is more interesting, or it just can be more interesting. But that's a, that's the whole big thing about it is, like, you know, we've come to the part of the, uh, of time where storytelling, like, we've heard all these, like, people are regenerating, um, you know, all these movies and television shows is the same thing from a, based on a book, based on a play based on another movie and they're doing remakes and stuff like that but you know so you know instead of regurgitating stories already told like tell a story from a new perspective that and, and then that will make it interesting you know so make that into the default of just having more different cultures or you know just different ethnicities so then you can have a story from a different perspective and you don't have to tell like you, if you're telling the, the same story over again, it doesn't seem like it's the same story because it's from a new place. Yeah, and and like you said, I mean, I I know from from my own personal experience, you, I'm sure this is not part of their reasoning, but you know, I I growing up, I got so excited whenever I saw anybody that looked like me or my family yep. on TV. Um, I, I I know they're. Well, I guess in turn that that would be economically. Uh, sensible from from a network standpoint, but like as you said, I mean our world is evolving, and you know, even if you're, li I mean I think especially if you're in a rural town, you watch other shows, you know whether it's uh, you know, um, Killjoys or Luther or mm -hmm. 
or uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. You see the world how it is. You see the we watch the news. You know, you know you you want to 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 get a glimpse of of what the world is because and and just from a storytelling standpoint, if this takes place in a major city or wherever, y- there's a part of you that says like, hmm, something ain't right. Yep. <laughs> like everybody is looks the same and speaks the same. So then you. Mm-hmm. You either accept that or reject that because you just and, and if you can nuance that with a reflection of the real world, then that just adds to the storytelling. Yes. Yeah. Tell, yeah. Like, well, for instance, um, when just when Jessica's freshman year was it your freshman? No, just was it freshman sophomore year where uh, Jessica's roommate had never saw oh, yeah. never saw no, her parents. Her, you're talking about Jody's yeah, parents? Yeah, Jody's parents, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you remember Margaret Aro. Oh, leave her out, because I don't know if I can say her name. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you remember her. I'm not going to say her name again. I, I anyway. can cut it. You want me to cut it? I can cut it. So, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can say her name. It's not like national radio. But anyway, you can do what you want. The legality is going to be on you, not me. But you don't know Margaret Aro. <laughs> you, keep, you, you keep saying her name. <laughs> You know, that's 
you know, through the power of technology, I'm sure that town, maybe they've got a few more flavors in their ice cream parlor, so to speak. I, I hope, yeah. Well, you know, in um, where my mom lives in a small town in Massachusetts, they're just now getting uh, Chinese food restaurants. Um, and so, you know, that's a big thing there, you know? For real? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. I thought Chinese people went anywhere. What? I thought Chinese people went anywhere. Yeah, well. You get like Chinese restaurants in like, like in anywhere. I'm probably, they probably have them in Beirut. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know. That's why I'm like, I am shocked that there's some place that's just now getting Chinese restaurants. It's a very small town. It's a very, I guess so. Very small, but still. But now they can enjoy their Aikui Young. It's delicious and... So Jessica, take us home. What is happiness to you right now? Oh yeah. Um, happiness to me right now. Happiness to me right now. I say it enough times, I'll think of an answer. Happiness to me, honestly, right now is when I get in the headspace. To appreciate what is, and I'm not in a headspace to lament what isn't. That's happiness to me. That's 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 uh, that's incredible. I like that. What? Oh, really? Yeah. calendar for the next you know what do you what do you think 10 to 20 you think it's something like hard, like a murder or something i somehow think if we went to jail with you it wouldn't be so bad yeah that would be fun as hell <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying if jail was ever gonna be fun yeah if you know, you went, i guess yeah, if you went to jail with like a bunch of your friends what if you went to jail with a bunch of your friends <laughs> fun to be in jail with. As a matter of fact, that'll be my request. I'd be like, um, let me be in jail with Van. It would be roomy. 
Like, but he didn't do anything. It's like, it's just what, just call him. Call him see if he wants to come down. <laughs> well, if I get that call, if I get that call, I'll, uh, I'll say like, all right. Well, it was bound to happen anyway, and I would just roll up in jail. <laughs> so, Jessica Aishi, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, dedicating your Sunday afternoon with me, and uh, I appreciate this, and of course, uh, I appreciate you all and you all remaining in my life, and, you know, even though we don't talk that uh, as frequently as we should, I, you know, you're very close to me, both of you, and you've uh, influenced me in so many ways, and, you know, uh, and, and throughout, throughout the years and throughout my life, so I just wanted to take this time to say I appreciate you and, and you know, I, I love you both very much. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. You're always one of our favorites, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Any uh, any any final thoughts? Any closing words for our listeners? Any final thoughts? No. <laughs> Just thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm not gonna lie. I, I this is positive paranoia talking. I feel compelled to say that in general. I'm, you want you want to mention Margaret's name one more time? No, I'm not obsessed with with. Damn the man down with Whitey. That's not my thing. I'm like, I hope, I hope that last little portion of the of a conversation didn't didn't come off. (laughs) (laughs) We're all we're all being monitored, so it's fine. I'm like, I don't want to get. I hadn't planned on getting political. (laughs) You know, in there. In our age, I guess, what is it? Let's see no color. That's right. That's right. All right. Cross colors, darling. One love. One love. One love. Let's see no color. Was that Kelly's motto? Probably. Chris Cross will make you jump, jump. All right. That's it. All right. Again, thank you both so much. Listeners, thank you for listening as you always do. Bodhisattva, go out and do good in the world. Thanks. Bye.